the the main problem was that uh, after that crash also i had an injury on the ankle but also i make some damages on the bike that uh, we didn't understand at the beginning so i make uh, le mans race and aragon one race and uh, friday of aragon two with the same bike in general but uh, then uh, i was very slow uh, the feeling was not good every time i had uh, a lot of problems on the bike Hi there, welcome to the last on the Brakes MotoGP podcast, the, the show which will give you the most in-depth chat about MotoGP you could ever have and some just downright silly questions which nobody really needed to ask, but it's entertaining all the same. My name's Matt Dunn, alongside me as ever in 2021, Fran Wild. And Fran, who are we speaking to today? You started off super promo. Yeah, like I did actually. Straight yeah. out the box, like, hello, this just, is our product. But it's because we forgot um, to do the script for this one. Well, we've we just run out of time, but oh well. <laughs> so yeah, today's guest anyway will be the inimitable Luca Marini. We thought it was a good guest to have on. Obviously, rookie um, and starting his MotoGP career this weekend. Good chat. We did speak to him a couple of years ago, if you mm -hmm. listen to the former form of the podcast. But we thought we'd go back and revisit. Now he is, like we said, making his Premier Class debut and, and bringing those one. beautiful Sky VR46 colours to the grid. Yes, exactly that. Uh, Luca Marini, as you all know, uh, half-brother to Valentino Rossi as well. Uh, owner of probably the most um, fabulous hairstyle, I would say, on the grid. Uh, we didn't ask him about that. And unfortunately, if you're watching on YouTube, it is not visible either underneath the sponsored <laughs> up cap. Uh, but you have mine to deal with instead, the unkept lockdown which do, which I'm sure... is visible. Yeah, yeah, all of you guys uh, will be probably experiencing at home as well. But Luca, uh, we did ask him about a variety of different topics, didn't we? We, we really like coming... Well, me in particular, I don't know how bored fans get in of it, but I like coming back to support systems and talking about yeah, quite you, like that. yeah the people the people around the riders that lift them up and keep them grounded and all of that so that was a really interesting, interesting story from topic him. for sure and i i personally love like the progress and how you make that yeah um and yeah like it's just kind of crazy because you get people with such different paths into the premier class and lucas is a little bit different and like we touch on as well his method of doing things everything's like so methodical and similar to how i do things sometimes when you just like okay so like this needs to be here this needs to be here and then you just kind of i think we uh we saw that at the end going. of the show didn't we we've got some quick fire questions but and actually the final one he was stumped we uh, got a refusal well, almost there refusal. wasn't enough time to come up with a quality answer yeah. that would be true. So what so, you can say is, Luca Marini answers quickfire podcast questions in the same manner that he analyzes his data on his MotoGP bike. <laughs> or does he do it in that much detail anymore? You might hear differently in the podcast, because he did mention that true, as well. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, we'll start waffling now. Yeah. Please enjoy the first episode of 2021. Comments... I was going to say abajo. I'll get back into English by the time we're a few rounds in. Uh, please comment below if you're watching on YouTube and let us know what you thought of it. And of course, on whatever podcast form platform of choice. Well, yeah, got a request about that. Use the hashtag MotoGP Podcast, and so to get in touch with both of us, that would be fantastic. Let us know what you think. If uh, we really do need a script for these intros again, I promise we'll do it for the second episode. But also, please actually do us a favor. If you really did enjoy the show last year and also this year, 
if you could leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform, that'd be fantastic. And if you could recommend it to a friend of yours who likes MotoGP or just wants to listen to a sporting podcast, it is very much racing based, but we get into some general topics, which I think are relevant to a broader audience as well sometimes. That's what we try to anyways, isn't it? And assuming that you have actually listened to this intro, which I do not normally when I listen to podcasts, Mm -hmm. thanks for staying with us. And now, without further ado, here's Luca Marini. So, um, welcome back to another season, I guess. It feels a little bit strange after so much time to be back here. And as I'm sure you've seen from the title in your podcast app or wherever you're listening or watching on YouTube, the first guest of the season is Luca Marini, Hmm. who you did join the podcast a couple of years ago on the old format of show. So if anyone listened to that, there's some details on exactly how you got here and sort of childhood and everything but we thought it's a pretty perfect moment to talk to you again making your MotoGP debut that's where we've got to start how does it feel now coming to Qatar as a MotoGP rider hi hi Uh, (laughs) yeah it's it's fantastic the feeling is um, amazing uh, also is, is becoming everything better also I understand more these feelings every day a little bit more because in the in the first test when I was here last week uh, it was not the same uh, the, the the day before to to start uh, ride the bike uh, I was not uh, um, emotional like now now I'm feeling something different because you know you, you you see the the paddock full of people it's a different vibe isn't yeah it, exactly when everyone's here? Uh, with the, all the other riders uh, moto two moto three so it's a uh, totally different vibes so, so when you woke up this morning because i I often think with these things that there's not always a specific moment where you go ah or like Eureka but was this morning feeling different when you got up you put your socks on you had breakfast coming to the track for the first time for a full media day <laughs> just the as socks, a MotoGP. Or? Yeah, just, yeah, he only wearing socks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, was, was that different or did you get, did it get to 10 a.m. and you thought, oh, I'm a MotoGP rider, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not just uh, one specific moment, I think, but uh, a little bit more when I arrived to the paddock today because I was here also yesterday. We do a lot of photos, a lot of filmings, but... Uh, Today that I saw the paddock ready to, to start is, uh, is different, the feeling. Great. That's cool. So, okay, so from now then, we'll come back to now and this year and sort of everything. But we want to go pa- back as well to your first Grand Prix appearances. Very different. You're in Moto3, weren't you? And compared to where you are now, it was quite a difficult start you had to your Grand Prix t- career, I think it's fair to say. So how did it feel, though, the first time you came into the paddock when it was quite a few years ago now? Like I said, Moto3, completely different situation. Yeah, I made history because everybody told me, tells me about this. So it was very, very strange, a totally different situation. I think uh, we were not ready to compete in the World Championship because uh, I didn't have enough experience on the Moto3 and also my team doesn't have uh, enough experience. The bike was uh, not at the level of the the bike in the World Championship. So we we struggled too much. It was a very difficult weekend. Uh, I don't remember sincerely the the feelings 
the, the emotions that uh, I felt in, in that moments, but was very difficult. Then uh, I used uh, all, all these experience to improve, to grow a lot and to also training harder, improving more because uh, I understood that I need to do something more for be a, a, a MotoGP rider in the future. So now I'm very happy to be here to achieve this uh, very important goal for me, this, this uh, dream. Fran uh, wrote a lot of the, the questions here. <coughs> and actually, that, the next sort of question which she wrote down, which I think is perfectly part, is that you learn a lot from success, but obviously the cliche is that you learn a lot more from your mistakes. But it's true. Yeah, Cliches exactly. normally yeah. exist yeah. for yeah. a reason, right? right? Yeah. You learn a lot from that experience. What You, you obviously say you learn to, to train and to work harder, but what, what was did anyone sit you down in that moment and go, right, okay, Luca, you weren't ready. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. What, what happened? No, it's just more something uh, inside, in uh, from my side, because I had many people around me that can give me some advices, some good advices, but uh, my personal growth was m much bigger. Uh, it's just something that uh, I find uh, from myself. Uh, I don't know how to explain, but uh, when I grow up uh, and uh, I understand more everything, how the, this world uh, is and how I have to compete, how I have to train, uh, everything was a little bit uh, easier. But uh, it was uh, a process inside that uh, I made and tried to make also now to improve. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, like you said before, I, I learned more from my mistakes than from the victories. Uh, and another example is last year, because uh, I knew that I could win the, the championship, but at the end I finished second. But it was a very, very big, how do you spinta? A big push for improve more for training harder mm -hmm. this winter, nice. and now I feel I feel much more uh, competitive and prepared for uh, for start this new season. Can we can we ask about Le Mans then? I mean, that was uh, sorry to jump in, but there was a bit we did we were going to ask about it later because I feel like Le Mans that crash there, which was honestly one of the scariest things I could, was... I've ever seen. Um, like replay king of the year. Yeah, I think yeah. we're like we're allowed to say this yeah, now. Yeah. You're okay. I won the crash fine. of the year. But that wow. was the crash yeah. of the decade, man. I mean, <laughs> it, it's very it's very easy to switch in mode of commentating and not swearing or things like that. But that was very close to to me going saying something absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so I, I want to ask you about that because I don't think I read in any English speaking media what the impact that crash had on the rest of your season. I don't know whether you explained it in the Italian media, but it's fair to say that after that, it took some races for your mojo, your confidence to really come back. Or was there another problem? Was it a physical problem? T tell us what, no, what we went through. Well, uh, for sure, uh, that moment was the, the key moment of the season because... Uh, it is like this. <laughs> you you can uh, you can not explain in another different way the, the, the that moment of the season. Um, but the the main problem was that uh, after that crash, also I had an injury in the ankle, but also I make some damages on the bike that uh, we didn't understand at the beginning. 
So I make uh, Le Mans race and Aragon 1 race and uh, Friday of Aragon 2 with the same bike in general. But uh, then uh, I was very slow. Uh, the feeling was not good every time. I had uh, a lot of problems on the bike, uh, more in the, in the rear side of the bike. And we, we didn't understand why, because we changed a lot of stuff also. But the problem was all, every time the, the same. Then we changed the frame. And uh, I came back to be a little bit more competitive in the Aragon 2. And uh, also I start to, to take uh, more points uh, and to, to be on the championship fight for uh, until the last race. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit these two things because I did uh, 1-0 in Le Mans and 1-0 in Aragon 1. And this makes the difference for the championship. And then also my ankle was not perfect, was not good for uh, all the races. Uh, yeah till the end of the season, till now, sincerely, because uh, it was a very long um, time to recovery. Uh, I'm not 100% uh, yet, so it's not easy now. But I'm trying to, to do a lot of exercises for recovery the mobility, especially. And uh, But now in the bike, I don't have problem to ride. Well, so pretty much done now that crash yeah not too many things to have to go back and revisit it yeah except when people ask you about it (laughs) (laughs) we'll only do it once um, promise (laughs) (laughs) yeah but say what you said then about it is kind of your reputation is a rider who's like just calmly looks at all the things it's like okay so i need to improve this need to improve this puts it all together that seems to be like how you go racing compared to some people maybe who get on the bike and just oh find out where the limit is within five minutes you know what i mean there's very different ways of approaching this um but i guess the people around you as well help you keep the way that you're working and keep putting those things together and the progress that you've made and how is that with the academy and you say it comes from you but you have an amazing support system as well yeah yeah exactly yeah, no, the, the academy is working very well. They improved a lot from the beginning, from the start. So You've got a, almost a lot of you in MotoGP now. Yeah. It's, it's going to yeah, be yeah. in a few years. It's yeah. going to be like... <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we improve and we grow together. Uh, I think um, the, what makes the difference, especially, is the competition between uh, us during all the training. Because uh, if you train alone, you, you when you find your limit is okay then uh, if you train with another rider another uh, uh, MotoGP rider so one of the best in the world <laughs> you try to push and you try to uh, push over your limit so mm-hmm. this uh, I think uh, was the key the secret of the academy because in every train uh, when we go running, when we train with the bikes, <laughs> when we go in the karting <laughs> at the ranch uh, in Misano with the with the stock bikes, uh, you have to to do your best performance. Yeah. So this, uh, I think, is uh, is the key, is our secret. But uh, uh, it's not easy for the other riders maybe to to try to do this. Yeah. But I I know and I saw that so many riders now start training like this, yeah. also in Spain. A lot of riders together. Also, Miller is riding. Uh, all the group in around Barcelona, Andorra, mm-hmm. they ride together, and they think this makes the difference. 
I picture it like um, if uh, you just uh, someone, a random person like me at home wants to start running all the time or cycling for and training and things like that, you're more likely to continue doing it and to get better if you have someone else with you, an accountability partner to go out running or something like that with you. Yeah, I exactly. think it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same because uh, when I ride the bike, for example, in Misano, if I'm alone, or uh, I do a lap time, and I'm happy to do that lap time because, in my opinion, is good, is enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when there is, uh, I don't know, Franco or Pecco that give you one tenth or two tenths, uh, they are faster than you. You exit and you do another run, mm-hmm. pushing more, and maybe you can uh, be half a second faster than the run before. So this is uh, this is very important for us because when you when you are here, FP1 is uh, like this from the beginning, from <laughs> yeah, the, the second crazy. lap. Yeah, you have yeah. to push like hell. Uh, like uh, you said, uh, I'm a very analytic uh, person, but uh, when I'm on track, uh, <laughs> you also need the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Every yeah. rider needs that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, so can we ask you about then also outside of just the academy guys who is in your personal support system is there is there someone to encourage you if you're feeling sad on one day or maybe after Le Mans you're feeling down and they go no no come on you're good come on keep going or someone who I don't know keeps you humble or things like that other who is your personal circle that helps you stay on the right tracks about the other riders no 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 uh, in people? you in your Anyone life the in, people yeah. In the normal side yeah, of yeah. life, family, <laughs> rather than the racing. a friend ah. outside of whatever. Ah, okay, right. also outside of yeah, the yeah, academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, in, in who pushed me more for uh, for be a better rider and faster is my girlfriend. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah. She is never happy. Really? (laughs) I love this because so many people have a girlfriend where it's like, no, you did really well. It's like, no, I didn't. But she's like, come on. Like this. (laughs) Too much. Too much. She She destroyed me when I I did fourth. For anyone watching, she's just out of shot and she is listening to this as well. So (laughs) I'm sure she's laughing, but that's really interesting. So yeah, tell us more about uh, that. About to be humble and uh, with the foot on the ground, I think... uh, our physical trainer. All right. He's very clear on this point, mm-hmm. also with the other guy. Um, but uh, in general, is uh, something that you have inside. In in the um, we have a very good ambient, a very good atmosphere when we train, when we travel, when also we are here in the paddock. Because uh, I like uh, my crew also in the team when I, I was before the past years there was a very good atmosphere and also you this helps you to to stay in the correct direction i think i saw you guys last year maybe having a barbecue on one night or at least some of the sky guys maybe met a three and ah, i was yeah, so yeah. jealous yeah. <laughs> i was so jealous i could just smell it on the way out the paddock oh, yeah, in, a lot in of the times, nine uh, for example like, in yeah. australia yeah, yeah, yeah. In australia, <laughs> australia is, is perfect barbecue yeah. as well yeah absolutely <laughs> brilliant, brilliant um i was gonna pass it on to you if you wanted to uh, okay well then um so okay then so the girlfriend is really the <laughs> a big the, part of the, the brutal yeah. <laughs> side of it but that's quite interesting then as well and obviously you have the academy guys you said like we say you're an analytical rider i want to ask as well about your route to here 
because you came Moto three bike first appearance didn't go very well. Then you did some, you did one season or a few races in CV Moto three. Yeah. And then you did CV Moto two. Yes. And in I remember watching you back in I think it was Navarra, and yes. you were up there at the front. But some of the guys who were beating you that year are guys that now. Two, three years later, you're 15 places ahead of uh, uh, in the World Championship. What's made that difference? Is it all these people and the academy and pushing yourself that much harder that's made that kind of switch? Uh, well, when you analyze the, um, the career of one rider, it's not uh, easy to do a comparison because... You all, all the, tr the the process, all the the, um, the travel of a rider. Every every rider has a different uh, way, because uh, when you start from with one bike, with Moto3, in the last year I was with uh, Calex, that uh, for me was uh, a disaster. Uh, I don't, I didn't have feeling. Uh, I'm sorry about for Calex because with the Moto2 bike was fantastic, <laughs> but with the Moto3 was really really difficult. I crashed a lot a lot and they lose a lot of feeling so the the next year i was in moto 2 with the team pons and was a really good team i learned a lot from them because there was there were a lot of people with a lot of experience in the world championship and then can uh, um, teach me a lot of uh, important things that i have already also now i use uh, and then was my first year in moto 2 so I did some some podiums, I think. Um, but the other riders uh, were there from uh, many years before, uh, like for example Edgar Pons, Vierge, uh, other riders, Odendal, maybe. Uh, Long time ago now. Yeah, but I they had more experience the and they were a little bit more competitive than me. Hmm. Uh, but then uh, I. I go to the World Championship with Forward. I want to, to thank uh, Kuzari, Giovanni Kuzari, because he believed in me ah. uh, from, from the beginning. And uh, we, we start this, uh, this adventure together. I make uh, very good two years in Moto2, the first two years, because I, I did uh, some good results and I learned a lot. Then I passed to Sky and I started to, to win races also because all the... the, 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 the um, Everything was a little bit more uh, better. Official team, mm -hmm. you, you know, is uh, the bike is a little bit better. More stuff. Uh, yeah, like more stuff, more uh, spare parts. Uh, uh, everything was easier mm. to do, and I, I started to to win my first race and was uh, very happy. And uh, it was very important. But uh, you have to analyze. I think. Uh, and to do comparison between riders after they end their career. Mm, okay. Because uh, okay. now it's yeah. not easy. Maybe now we are in Moto2, but then he will come a Moto2 yeah, yeah, yeah. rider and uh, you will see. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always interesting to see which rider really fits where sometimes. Sometimes you have an amazing year yeah. and then something will just, it just won't quite work again and then it come back and... From the outside, not knowing, like we know you work hard more than just on the bike. There's a lot of time in the garage talking to yeah. people, data, everything else. But not having lived through that experience, 
it can sometimes seem like a mystery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how has this happened? But so many things from just a different tire pressure yeah. can send yeah. you, you know, a long yeah, distance behind, back or forward. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's uh, a lot of... You have to to use your opportunities. Mm-hmm. When you have an opportun- a very good opportunity, you have to do your best. You have to, do, you have to win uh, to try to, I don't know, go in the next category and try to build another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now I am in a good team here in MotoGP. I think it is a good opportunity, but I want to, to be the best that I can forever another better opportunity maybe in the next years yeah so it's also to try to use your opportunity and uh, when you have to to be your your best performance you have to do your best performance can i, can I ask you on the subject of the the hard work and everything like that i uh, you're very fortunate you've got a very good press officer he's always very helpful for us when we have uh, requests yeah. but Whenever That's I need to do an interview with you after a day on the track in a test or um, or free practice over the last few years, you've it's always been like, yeah, can you wait one hour, one hour thirty? Because Luke is in the meeting with the mechanics and stuff like that, right? <laughs> you spend so long in those meetings analyzing all the data lines, the track, and everything. Does there ever come a time when you when you start looking at that and your eyes go fuzzy and you just go, oh, I I can't. I can't anymore. That's it. Does it does it ever get to that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, okay, a lot good. of times. Okay, no, cool. mm, was a problem at one oh, moment. Yeah, yeah okay. because too much data is not good I for guess, a rider. Yeah, too yeah. much information. Yeah, exactly. Then you're like, but which part is the bit that you really focus yeah. on now? Yeah. Or, yeah. In fact, from uh, from last year, I, I changed a little bit. Oh, yeah? This method. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because uh, too too many hours. Uh, behind the computer is not good for a, for a rider. You have to, to focus <laughs> on your things yeah. and uh, then the crew chief have to, to focus yeah. on, on You make this. it sound like you've done your day on track and then you're like starting a day in the office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was, was, not, uh, was not good. Now the problem is bigger because with the MotoGP you have so many, so yeah, many... so many uh, more things more to look things, at. a lot. <laughs> and then you, you can compare between um, five riders. Right. In Moto2 you are just two. Yep. But here yeah. with the Ducati, we are six in total. Oh, and true. then also yeah, Pierro, you can... You, you can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true, true. So Good point. <laughs> if you start to check uh, all the riders, uh, it's a disaster. Take, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, also, also by the, the crew chief, the guys, that they work a lot. They, they spend a lot of time uh, looking at the, the computer. So it's not easy also for them uh, stay with me two or three hours <laughs> because they have to do eight hours yeah. of their job yeah. and, and then two or three with me. It's so. nice that you're thinking of the other people in that aspect too. Because right? <laughs> yeah. I guess it can be quite difficult to understand like, oh, well, this is not just about me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that really makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. They come here at nine o'clock. And then I, yeah. I what time we did you watched come today? the data. <laughs> what time did you arrive today? Me at uh, 12. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then the, the last uh, practice is yeah. at uh, 9. Yeah. yeah. Then you start to look at the data. Sometimes 10 it, 11, like, 10 it breaks my heart when someone's had a big crash oh. and you just see one pit box with the light on until like so late at night and, and they're, they're fixing just the bike. fixing ah, the bike and yeah. then everyone else is like, bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, guys. But no, that's cool. So I think we should we should probably well we get can... ready to trial our new quick fire format. But yeah. first, obviously you are Valentino's brother. 
I'm sure you are bored of hearing that all the time because you're aware of it at home in your life. <laughs> You've grown up <laughs> yeah. with it. But there is one aspect of that that we definitely want to ask you about because it was a very cool moment in the test where we saw you guys do practice start, I think, together. Yes. And just sharing the track with him. How does that feel with also the guys from the academy? We've been racing each other, pushing each other in training. But like you said, maybe Franco's done a faster lap. And before, Franco is like the MotoGP rider. So you're trying to hit that. Now you're here with them. How does it feel to share the track with them, but then also with Valentino after kind of a few years to yeah. get here? Uh, yeah, at home the feeling is different because now... Are them so you have to, to beat them uh, also in the training. Uh, when I, I saw them in in the in the track, everybody was uh, was a little bit strange. <laughs> it's different than uh, to to follow another rider, sincerely. Yeah. But uh, I think that this is a thing that you have to be comfortable on this, make some experience, some kilometers on on the bike, following also them, and then uh, it will be. Uh, as usual, uh, the, the same to, to follow all the other riders. Uh, but it, it's special to, to share the track with them. Uh, I would like to, to be faster uh, and as beat them. them. Obviously, <laughs> you want them to be looking at you, but coming from behind yeah. rather than you <laughs> yeah. looking up at them, right? Yeah. That's the main thing. Is it, was it, I just want to ask on that bit. Is there, is there a moment, because I guess some people at home might be wondering, if you're all on track together during the testing, People might think, ah, testing's casual. Maybe they're lapping together and they're sort of looking at one another and uh, and sort of nodding and be like, whoa, let's go, let's go. <laughs> is there any time for that, or is it like, no way, we have our stuff to do? <sighs> Just focus on me. Or that? Nah, it's difficult. It's yeah, difficult to so. plan uh, this. Uh, maybe you can you can try to to speak about the the time when you start uh -huh. the practice, so to be together. For example, uh, we start at the green. So at the green, you said to, to the crew, okay, we go outside mm -hmm. and uh, you can try to, to be in the same moment in the track. But in general, it's not so easy. You have to do your stuff, your yeah, plan, yeah. Uh, your laps, because maybe uh, Frankie or Peck or Vale can do two laps, just this in a run, mm -hmm. I have to do four for uh, understand uh, exactly. more uh, the, the changes that we did on the bike uh, or something like this, or the tires. I didn't, I didn't have uh, enough experience. Right. But uh, I try to, to follow them, yeah. especially Peco, because uh, we have the same bike. Uh, so also for the lines, I can uh, understand and learn uh, in an easier way, in a quicker way, cool. following him. Sweet. That's cool. Quick fire questions. Well, yeah, let's Finish. let's try them out. As we okay. said to you, we're intending to use these all year. Yeah, same if, ones. Depending if you hate them, maybe okay. we'll have to change them. <laughs> yeah, let's see. This no was spoilers. No, no spoilers. No, no, no. <laughs> we, okay, I give you a bit see. of truth as well. Uh, before we started this podcast, maybe two hours ago, we went on. To, we googled quick fire questions. Okay. We didn't. We, didn't, so we were like, these are the some best of ones them we were could truly get. Truly awful. Yeah, some of them were really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no Google page for that. <laughs> but this is the best we could come up with. So I hope you and the listeners at home enjoy them. Um, do you want to start with the first one? You, you start okay, I'll first. start. Um, where is your favorite place in the world? A individual place, a country, a city? Nah. Do you have one? Country, Italy. Obviously. Uh, so patriotic. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm feeling great when I'm uh, at home, but not my home. At home, home. Yeah. With my with my girlfriend, with my dogs, and with my family close in in the in the close uh, town. Very yeah. wholesome. Yeah. Best place cool. in the world is home. Lovely. Yeah. Nice. Um, what about your first celebrity crush? So. And I've learned the Italian word cotta. In case crush, we needed to explain. What is this? Cotta? No? Cotta. Avere una cotta, no? Ah, okay. Yeah, like, uh, that's what I was like. I'm going to Google this because crush is like a hard oh, word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 a cotta. <laughs> First celebrity crush. Celebrity. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we thought we might get some funny answers to this, <laughs> but if you can't even none. remember... <laughs> I am very particular on oh, this yeah? side. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I pretend a lot. Right. I find so many details. Really? In all uh, the, the women so in no, general. No celebrity <laughs> pleased you. No, when <laughs> when, I, when I was uh, younger, for sure, Megan Fox in the film Transformer. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, can, yeah, I see that's that. A very I generational we, we thing. Can all, we yeah. can all agree on that. Yeah. 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 If I have to choose a no celebrity, celebrity, the first one is my girlfriend. Of course. Oh. She's trying yeah. to repair <laughs> some of the <laughs> damage. Done. We know. We know when we were a child. Uh, oh yeah. At the, at the school. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's so lovely. Yeah. I love that the look she just gave him was uh, yeah too right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, next one, next one then. What is your favorite dessert? A difficult choice. Uh, or crepe with Nutella or tiramisu. Mm, tiramisu very, is a good very choice. Very good yeah. choices. Nice. Crepe with Nutella is easier to do. Also, you have to, I can do it at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Everyone tiramisu, yeah. quite tiramisu, a project. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's too much. But yeah. when I'm a restaurant, tiramisu. Um, what about, do you have any phobias or strange fears or superstitions? No, for now, no. Not, not cool. spiders or snakes or anything? No, no. no. Nothing. Wow. Mr. Oh. Ch- Mr. Cool over here, no problem. <laughs> okay, last yeah, one. Yeah, but I, I didn't face with a shark. Uh, oh, yeah, now, true. So maybe. It's not uh, nothing in the world scares him. Yeah. It's that he has no irrational fear. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the one. Since <laughs> one time I was in the, in the shark pool. Oh, yeah? In the, what country? In Catolica. We have uh, a shark pool in Le, Le Navi is oh, yeah. an aquatic park, ah, and, and, they, have, and they go down with the with the bubble with the, all the protection. Honestly. How funny! My nice. my ultimate fear is sharks. Yes, like really? when I was little, I couldn't even put my head under the water in the bath <laughs> because I thought that sharks would okay. come. Like that's how bad it was. That, that's very now rough. I'm okay and I could just stay calm. Okay, as long as there are people further in the sea than me, and then I can see them get pulled under and killed by the shark okay. and run away, then I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so spy- spiders are mine. Always have been. Always. Yes, yeah, spiders. No. Also, in my house, I have a lot of spiders. <laughs> your friend well the the dogs can eat those i mean yeah. they're so small right um <laughs> so, they can, that was they can uh, eat uh, mosquitoes uh, yeah, yeah so that's True. why i started to like them yeah 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 in uh, italy said that they bring uh, you money spiders. money spi- well we have um the small spiders in in the uk are called money spiders yeah yeah, yeah the baby people, ones, i guess yeah. the same thing right last one okay you can have dinner with three people dead or alive who are they anyone in the world that's ever been 
Da, too difficult this question. I, it's <laughs> not, not a fire question. It's an essay question. <laughs> as analytical about this as he is in the data in the Moto2 bike. I don't know. For sure, uh, one dead uh, important man to try to make some question. I would like to, to know it. I don't know. We have some uh, advice. No? Not sure. I'm like, come you? On. You? Uh, for me, I'd like, for, uh, Jimi Hendrix has always been one of mine. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I don't quite know why. Uh, and also my childhood motorcycle racing hero, Steve Hislop. I don't know whether you've ever heard that name. <laughs> no. So he was for the list. listeners at home might be going, oh, yeah. But Steve Hislop was a Scottish uh, British superbikes okay. and Isle of Man TT rider. <laughs> he was my hero growing up, but he died in a helicopter crash ah. um, in like t uh, 15 years ago now. Okay. But he was, he was really good. I would like to have had dinner with him. My, mine are not TT. Mine are Ayrton Senna, David Bowie. And then, like, a fight between Freddie Mercury and John Lennon for the final seat. Zarko said Paul McCartney last yeah. year. Yeah? Yeah. He actually, yeah, like... he deleted Valentino from his yeah. original choices yeah. to add Paul McCartney. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't go to music. Uh, I, ex I would like to, to be in another uh, world, more scientific, less artistic. Okay. So like, literally just people where you can ask them stuff you want to yeah, know. Yeah, exactly, cool. about the universe, like, I don't know, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I think, uh, okay, that's cool. I think to But be in honest, a better situation, Stephen Hawking, like, can... Before he, yeah, before yeah, his feed illness, himself really, from, uh, he can have the, the dinner with you. Yeah, or... Uh, <sighs> some people that have a, a very good uh, knowledge about uh, everything. Uh-huh. Trying to make him some question to understand how all the words. I really uh, like that. Even if cool. you've not named anybody, I yes. think just really good. Science, Find uh, someone on Google. And and, uh, with yeah. Einstein? Look at it. Too much. Too much. Yeah, yeah okay. too much. Someone less obvious. Uh, okay. Yeah, less obvious, less math, and more. Uh, more like, yeah, yeah, like Steve the Jobs. world in general. Steve Jobs, we just bad, yeah. Uh, Steve, uh, well, it depends on your perspective <laughs> on that one, okay. doesn't it? But yeah, uh, i tell you what, we'll leave that there. But I think that's a good answer anyways. Uh, we might have to keep that one, but we'll probably say it as the first question in future, shall we? Yeah, yeah. maybe. And give them time was... to think. You know? So <laughs> okay. that'd be brilliant. Um, Luca, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you. Really appreciate it because this is a huge weekend for you. So thanks so much. Yes, thank you so um, much. And yeah, good luck. Yeah, thank best of luck. Much. Enjoy it. Yeah, and it's enjoy. great as well. We'd like to celebrate the fact that we still have the beautiful Sky VR46 colors in MotoGP yeah. now because it is probably the nicest livery in the paddock. Yeah, it's nice, We're it's not it's supposed nice. to have favorites. Yeah, but... also under the lights. Yeah, and exactly. You don't have to change uniform. Like... Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I have to, a great to weekend. Put this livery <laughs> forward exactly, in the that's grid. your challenge. Come on, <laughs> yeah. do it for the color scheme. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. So that was the Luca Marini first interview of the season done. We're maybe a little bit rusty. We're trying to get back in gear. I hope you enjoyed it anyway. I think we, we the chat right was good. The, first one. I the think, chat I think was good. The main rustiness is the intros and outros. Yeah, to be I honest, think so. But, and yeah. I think it always helps as well when you have a guest who is yeah easy to talk to, always Very much. polite, smile. Yeah. 
and has been working on his English over the winter, he tells us he as well, in preparation that, yes. for his first MotoGP season. You'll be listening to this after the Qatar GP is done and dusted, so because we're recording this on the Thursday. So we hope you enjoyed that. There is, of course, um, a GP next weekend, where, and we'll be recording another podcast. So this is released on the Wednesday. We're actually recording another podcast tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day of publication. So wait to find out time travel with. I panicked then I was like I don't have time to do another one tomorrow yeah. <laughs> but you <laughs> mean if you're do. listening yes okay so, so thanks very much for joining us like we said before review hashtag get in touch all the usual stuff and uh, yeah hopefully listen to us and uh, see you again soon bye for now